the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR, and you're joining us for the Church of the Week feature. And today in studio, we have the privilege of sitting down with the pastors of New Creation Church here in San Antonio, pastors Marco and Helena Bravo. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having us here. Yes, thank you for having us. Well, it's a privilege to have you guys. It's it's great to uh, get to spend a little bit of time with you. And before we jump into the conversation about New Creation Church, can you guys take a few minutes and maybe just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, I was born in Bolivia, South America, uh, but grew up in South Africa. Uh, my parents immigrated from Bolivia to South Africa when I was uh, a little boy. I don't even remember when. But um, yeah, so I grew up South African. That's why I sound South African. <laughs> and um, then, of course, the Lord called us to, to the United States. And so we came. Yes, and um, I was born in South Africa, and obviously God sent my husband to South Africa to meet me, and um, thanks to him, he led me to the Lord, and um, through him, I got to know about what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus, and um, not just all about works and being a good girl, (laughs) so I'm very grateful to God for that. We came to America about, I would say, 10 years ago. I always laugh. I think it's so funny that the first movie my husband and I ever saw when we went when we went on our first date was coming to America, and <laughs> not knowing that ten years later here we're going to be, be <laughs> coming to yeah. America. Right now, so that's ironic. That's unique that you uh, you came to faith through your husband. Uh, is, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that story. Well, you know what? I was raised uh, a Christian, came from a good Christian family, and um, went to church regular every Sunday. But um, to me, it was more about something you have to do. And it was only when I met him and saw the relationship that he had with Jesus Christ. It was more than just something he did. It was a lifestyle for him. And he started talking to me about what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus. And one morning he sat me down and said, do you want to give your heart to Jesus? And I said, this is the day, I guess. And he led me in a prayer and my life's never been the same since, and that year we got married, and we've been married for 20 years now. It's That's been excellent. Good. Well, Pastor Marco, I have to ask, now, was this a missionary dating sort of situation, <laughs> or how, how did this uh, this come about for you? Uh, yeah, I guess it was, because, uh, you know, I had, I had girlfriends before, and uh, I never wanted to be one that would date, you know, different girls and do this kind of dating thing all the time. Um, the way I was raised and the way my heart was is I wanted to meet my wife, marry my wife, and be with my wife the rest of my life. And so I had a few relationships where I thought that would happen, but unfortunately I got my heart broken a few times. So it came to the point where uh, as we uh, entered into college, I prayed and I said, Lord, the next person I meet has to be my wife. I don't want to keep doing this. 
And so here I am before uh, we start class. And here comes this beautiful girl with her friends walking down. I still remember her. She had a pink top, blue jeans, pink shoes, matching. Looked beautiful. She looked like an angel. And I just had that witness in my heart. That's your wife. And so for three months, I tried to speak to her, and I just couldn't get the courage to do it. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, after three months, my friends decided to do it for me. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. So I, I do believe that unintentionally it was a missionary <laughs> <laughs> date. So you started your ministry with your family. I guess, yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about what was the situation in your call to the ministry after your salvation, because you didn't just— well, you did start your relationship with ministry, but uh, what was the actual call to ministry service? It probably goes back to when I was about six years old. Um, we were very poor. Uh, my mom was a single parent, and she had lost her job. She was a nurse. And uh, I remember uh, the one time specifically uh, when we literally had nothing. We had nothing to eat. We just had nothing. And um, I remember my mom crying taking me, and I was the youngest at the time, she took me to the nearest church, which was a Catholic church. And uh, we went in there, and I remember her, I was about six years old, um, and I remember her crying and praying and saying, Lord, if you will take care of us, I'll dedicate this child to you. And I'm the only son. I have three other sisters. And um, I remember even then as a young boy, I experienced something there. And I knew, from that time, I knew that God had a call in my life. And so, um, uh, you know, as uh, of course, as, as I grew at 13, uh, I received Christ and received salvation, and God became a reality to me. And then from then on, of course, I finished my schooling, uh, went to the Army, served in the Army. And when I came out of the Army, uh, we completed Bible school. And it was during that time that really the call of God began to crystallize for me and just really become clear to me. Uh, and that's when, I, that's when, when I knew, you know, this is... God wants us to be in ministry. That's Pastor Marco's story from New Creation Church. Pastor Helena, did you know what you were getting into when you married Pastor Marco? Or was this kind of a surprise that the Lord was rearranging your life to be a lifestyle of ministry? Yes, that definitely was a surprise. I did not know what I was going to get myself into. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. There are days, of course, that I say, what are we doing? But you know what? <laughs> To, at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night, it's just so rewarding knowing you can make a difference. And being full-time in the ministry is just such a blessing, knowing you can impact people's lives. Um, but, yeah, I had no idea that God's called us into the ministry when I met him because I just got saved. And so it was all new to me. And But God confirmed it in my heart with uh, in many ways after he shared with me as well what God has placed in his heart and God through um, dreams um, prepared me for that. So I'm grateful for that because otherwise I couldn't ever imagine myself being in this position. But like I said, it's a good thing and I'm glad to be here. We are here with Pastor Marco and Helena Bravo of New Creation Church right here in San Antonio. And that name is is a very familiar name to me at least, New Creation Church uh, fashioned Perhaps after a pretty famous church, just a little small church in the nation of Singapore, <laughs> pastored, yeah, pastored by uh, Joseph Prince. Is there any connection there or, or any relationship there or background there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I regard, we regard Pastor Joseph Prince as our pastor. 
And um, uh, new creation, the name itself, actually all happened by accident. Uh, we didn't know that his church's name was New Creation. And um, we were, one morning I was reading 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it says, you know, that if, anyone is in, if anyone is in Christ, at least he's a new creation. And so the Lord really just sprang that in my heart. So we, uh, we had it as part of our name. Uh, and then we dropped the other part and just kept New Creation Church. And so, you know, that was, that's how that one happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah, since then, uh, we, uh, we have embraced, as I said, Pastor Joseph Prince is our pastor. We are actually uh, official, our church is an official member of Joseph Prince Ministries' uh, local church initiative. So they pray for us. We have a, a little bit of a relationship with them. And um, we've embraced the message that God has given them for the world. Uh, we preach the same gospel, the same message. And uh, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful to see what the Lord is doing. Pastor Marco and Pastor Helena, on the New Creation Church website, you have a, uh, I guess, a list of our aims and our objectives. You put on there to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you were meaning with that statement or how that kind of materializes in the New Creation Church family? Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus himself, uh, I mean, the Great Commission, uh, which we refer to, he told us to continue what he was doing. And uh, what we believe is, is that what he meant is, is that to continue doing what he started, what he did, which was basically to let mankind know that God isn't angry with them. God is not mad at them. God realized that it, by our own efforts, by our own doing, we couldn't possibly earn and deserve any kind of salvation which is the reason why he sent his son Jesus, so that by his grace we can be saved. Grace is for the undeserving. If we think we've earned it, we've deserved it, then it's no longer grace. It's sure. a reward. Right. And so um, that is our heart when we say that, is that we want to continue amplifying and letting people know what Jesus did for them, really what God did for them, and let them know that God is passionately and madly in love with them. He's not angry at them. He's taking care of all the anger, all the punishment on the cross. Uh, and so that's essentially what we mean by that. It's well said, Pastor Marco. Pastor Helena, there's something else on this list that I, I know you guys are very family-oriented, um, yeah, not just in the Bravo family, but also in the New Creation Church family, because one of the things that you listed there is to care for orphans, aged, and needy. Can you tell us a little bit about how New Creation Church is able to do that, maybe through different outreaches or even in your own congregation? Well, for us, that's always been, um, I know my husband is strong about um, raising up leadership, and together we also strongly feel about the family as a unit, and that's why, as um, for me, children's ministry at a church is so important because I know as a parent, if your child is being ministered to and enjoys the church life experience, they're going to want to come back. But as far as um, the orphanage, and I'm glad you mentioned that because shortly after God saved, God has placed that in my heart as far as orphans are concerned. That's just been a passion for me. And um, while we're busy establishing the church, we are focused because we're like two years old now. Um, yeah, we're, we're about two and a half years old. And yeah. so we haven't really had much so opportunity had to, put, to make mm -hmm. the impact that way, although yeah, we've done outreaches uh, in Mexico and yeah. Right, but that's our, our heart, yeah. and that's our passion to pursue that in a strong manner, absolutely. So it's listed there so that it can be acted on yeah, as so you guys people continue can to start, grow into that. Yes, so exactly. people can start joining, and we can do it as a group. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I like how uh, the word says that if we write it down, then it can be read clearly That's and good. the uh, the messenger can run with it. Right. So That's it's true. written right. down so you can run with it. That's a heart. That's my heart. Well, that's great, Pastor Helena. Uh, also, something else listed here on the New Creation Church website that I thought was, was very great is it says, Pastor Marco, to promote unity and fellowship among the members of the body of Christ. Now, I th- think that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, mm. but for New Creation Church, what understanding do you hope people gain from that statement? You know, at the end of the day, we might have denominations. We might have um, even differences in doctrine. We might have differences in how we pray. Uh, but the truth is is that I think the Christian church specifically, I think it's important for us, if we claim to be followers of Christ, if we've embraced his gospel, I think it's important for us to put aside our differences and embrace ourselves as family. Um, you know, we might disagree on certain points. We might disagree on whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, we're a family. And I think what we need to do is when we are united and as a family, we understand that, yes, we do have differences, but we have the same father. Um, and really, you know, work at letting folks know, you know, yeah, we are different. Yes, we do have differences, but we embrace the same gospel. We embrace the same salvation. And that's what we want for the city of San Antonio. So I understand that we will have differences, but I think it's a matter of overlooking those and embracing one another as we are respecting one another, loving one another, treating each other well, um, and really just letting the world see the love of Christ through all of us, regardless of where we're from, rather than see our differences and say, well, see, that's the reason why (laughs) we have reservations about church. Mm -hmm. I love another part of of, uh, something that, that you said is a goal for New Creation Church, and it's making Jesus Christ and his complete work of redemption known. You're talking about the family of Christ, mm-hmm. the city church of San Antonio, and you know embracing uh, the mission, which is what you stated there. Can you expound on that a little bit about how New Creation Church goes at completing that assignment? Yeah, that, that's actually our mission statement. Um, you might have said that. It's uh, making Jesus Christ and his complete work of redemption known. And if you think about that, what Jesus did— is complete and whole. He didn't do a partial redemption. He didn't perform a uh, three-quarter of the way redemption. He did it all, which is why he said on the cross, it is finished. That's very good. And what he meant by that is that it is done. In other words, everything needed for man's redemption is done, completed, and finished. And so what we strive to do in our message, in, in how we share the gospel, in how we portray uh, loving others and you know just being a part of church is by letting them know that you are completely redeemed you're not partially redeemed there is nothing left for you to do to complete that redemption because we couldn't if we could then Christ wouldn't be necessary that's why he had to come because he's the only one that could do uh, and fulfill a complete and finished work of redemption. And so that's what we mean by that. So in everything we do, in the message we share, uh, in the ministries we are part of, in what we want to do in the future as a church, we want to make sure that we always have the message that Christ has redeemed you completely. And it's by grace because that's what grace is. So it's not because of your works. It's by grace. You see, oftentimes I think the church, um, and, and I guess it's because of traditional teaching, 
they've embraced this message that says you are saved by grace, but you stay saved by your works. And that's not true because that wouldn't make the work of redemption complete. That would make it partial. And the work is complete. So really and truly, you are saved by grace, but you're also maintained by his grace. Now, you know, in the old covenant, we had works of the law. You had to earn and deserve the blessing and favor. But in the new covenant, we have works of faith, which is really the result of what we have and who we are in Christ. There's a big difference. We're no longer trying to earn and deserve the blessing and favor of God, but we do those things because we have the blessing and favor of God. And so that's what we mean by that. That's well said, Pastor Marco. I love that New Creation Church is putting forth that pure message of grace and that pure message of the gospel. Let me ask you this question. As pastors, you've been in our city for a while now, a little while. You've been in ministry now for a while. You've you've evangelized for at least 20 years. You started with your wife. Um, (laughs) And where do you think we, we fall down as Christians in sticking to that purity of grace? Why do you feel like there is mixture that continues to happen in the church? You know, a lot of people say to be saved, it's up to Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, he's the one that called us. And then there's almost a switch that flips. And once you're saved, now it's all up to you. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we continue to mix those messages? I think the very simple answer to that is, is tradition. Just inherited traditions, inherited um, doctrines, just what we've all inherited through the ages. Uh, But if you look at, for example, at what Paul the Apostle preached, who was really the pioneer of the gospel because he wrote wrote, uh, almost three-quarters of the New Testament. He was taken up to the third heaven, and God really showed him and revealed to him the gospel. Now, Paul himself calls it the gospel of grace. He says it's the gospel of the grace of God. So really and truly, um, grace is the gospel. But more than that, it also says in Scripture that the law, which is the operating system of the Old Covenant, was given through Moses. But grace, it says in truth, came by Jesus Christ. So the law was given, but grace came In other words, Jesus and grace is one and the same. Grace is the person of Jesus. And so when you look at that, I think what has happened through the ages is is that because of inherited doctrine of the law, that is, uh, you know, that and really we're talking about earning and deserving, trying to earn, trying to perform, trying to somehow uh, be righteous in our own effort. And that is basically what, you know, in the New New Covenant it refers to, as um, works. And so what has happened, I think, is that through the ages we've inherited that in doctrine, and then at the same time grace has come, and so folks have mixed the two. And so that's why you have this resulting gospel, which says you say by grace, but now you've got to be maintained by your works. But really, if you go back to scriptures, you go back to the time of Jesus, you go back to the apostle Paul, who was the revelator through God of the gospel of grace, He preached the very same gospel. Oftentimes, in actual fact, the Apostle Paul and many of the other apostles, even Stephen, who was stoned, they were accused of coming against the law of God. You see, the gospel was so radical. The gospel was so different to what they were used to, which basically said, you no longer have to earn and deserve and perform to try and get God's blessing and favor. 
it is given to you through Christ. That's why he did that. And so even to them it was so radical that they couldn't handle it, which is the reason why, you know, many of them were killed and put to death and persecuted, etc., etc. But really and truly, I believe that in our time, God is restoring the purity and the um, clarity of the gospel. He's restoring it in our time. And, you know, I believe a reformation is taking place, just like Martin Luther, Martin Luther at least. He saw in the scriptures that the just shall live by faith. It was there all along, but people hadn't seen it. And so this reformation began. And so I believe in the same way, now God has revealed to us, or he has allowed us to see that it is by grace we save, by grace we maintain. It's all about his grace. And so this reformation, I believe, has begun in the church. And so we're glad to be a part of that. You're listening to Pastor Marco Bravo and Pastor Helena Bravo of New Creation Church. Pastor Helena, you guys have been pioneering. You're starting from from scratch. Uh, what is what have been the challenges and the triumphs of pioneering New Creation Church? You know what? Every day is a new experience, I must say. Of course, dealing with people, you always have different personalities. And so initially when you start a church, you've got this honeymoon stage. So everybody's happy and excited, <laughs> which is good, is awesome. But then, of course, the personalities get involved, and um, you do have to deal with certain things, and that's just life. doesn't matter where you go. Um, but obviously, amongst Christians, sometimes a little bit more sensitive. So just uh, trusting God in situations like that, so not to uh, offend people and uh, at the same time stand firm of, with what you believe and, and being that leader, what you should be. And so that's that's been a kind of a, a challenge for me personally. Uh, um, the triumphs is, is just to see the lives changed every Sunday, just seeing people walking out there and saying, wow, that was awesome message. I've, I've never um, seen things like that, the word of God like that and that light, just seeing God's love for people and not sharing with people on a Sunday about, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to perform, you you need to do better, but basically just sharing the love of God and see how people's lives are being touched by the love of God. That is awesome. And just seeing how God raised people up in the church, just taking different responsibilities and roles, that's also been a blessing to see how God has done that and it's been good. Pastor Marco, tell us what's unique about New Creation Church. I believe that um, what I mentioned a little earlier is probably uh, a part of the DNA, if you will, of New Creation Church. You know, when we came here, we came knowing that God called us. And I think, you know, very few people understand the price that we as a family have paid. And I don't see it as a price paid, but I don't know how else to verbalize it. Uh, But we left all of our families behind in South Africa, everyone. Everyone we love and is dear to us is is there. The the three of us, Gabriela, daughter, and Helena and I, that's it, you know, here in the United States. And, you know, people often ask us and say, well, you know, you could easily just go back and be with your family. You could easily just have that happiness, that joy. But I think one thing that uh, obviously uh, folks don't often understand is is that we are here because God wants us here. Mm. And so we are fulfilled. We are joyful. We don't feel like we're missing anything out. Sure, we miss them. Sure, we'd love to be with them. Because of that, we are very passionate about our church and what our church does and its message. And so what makes it unique, I believe, is one is that passion, that passion to preach the gospel, the gospel of grace, as Paul said it, the gospel of God's acceptance unconditionally, the gospel of God's love 
unconditional love that is. The gospel that says that it's no longer about you and what you can do or what you don't do, but it's about what Christ has done for you. And when you embrace that, you see all of these other things come up and come out of you anyway, but it's been established in the acceptance grace. You see, I believe too often we preach the gospel that says, you know, we've overemphasized on the, um, uh, how can I put it, on the empowering grace, but we've minimized acceptance grace. Mm. But the fact is, is that empowering grace only kicks in in its fullness when empowering grace has been understood and accepted by the believer. And really and truly, it starts with acceptance grace. When I understand how unconditionally God has accepted me, that empowers me to convey his grace and live by his grace. Whereas if all you tell me is how grace empowers me, but don't empower me with the acceptance grace, it's hard because it takes it back to performance. And so I believe that's the DNA and, you know, the, yeah. the drive of our church. You're listening to the heart of New Creation Church from Pastor Marco Bravo. And Pastor Helena, if someone wants to come to a service, they want to check out New Creation Church, they're looking for a church home, when can they come to a service? Well, we have services um, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and on Sundays at 10.30. And we really have a great time, so we'd love for people to join us, families, kids are welcome. We really have a good time. 10.30 a.m., that is. 10.30 a.m. <laughs> Well, I want to thank both of you for being in the studio with us today. It's It's been a pleasure to spend a, a few minutes with you, and I hope that our listeners have heard your heart and the vision behind New Creation Church. And uh, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thank you for having yes, us again. We really pleasure. appreciate it. And uh, KSLR is a wonderful ministry. We thank you for doing what you're doing. And we thank you for doing what you're doing too, Pastor Marco thank and you. Pastor Helena. And on behalf of AM630 KSLR, we want to invite you to visit New Creation Church for one of their services. You can visit them at 10.30 a.m. for a Sunday service or 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. They're located at 8122 Tezel Road, the Village in the Woods Shopping Center. Or you can call them at 210-858-5003 or visit them on the web at newcreationchurch.us. Thank you for joining us for the Church of the Week feature. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.